forgot how to do this. I know, me too. <laughs> Welcome to Super Superduperstitious, the podcast that we have. And that we enjoy and are doing now and have not done for a little while. It's been a minute. It's been, I think, four and a half months. <laughs> four and a half, yes. <laughs> that sounds about right. Since we finished the first episode. Exactly. For all of you at home, you're probably only going to think it's been a week because hopefully we'll be doing that by now. <laughs> so I, I, the goal is to release this in October. So if you're listening oh, okay. to this and it's October, cool. Nice. Great. Yeah. Enjoy. Um, I'm Jake Withy. I'm Wyatt Shell. And we're going to talk to you about some spooky stuff. Yeah. Hopefully uh, creep you out, make you giggle. Um, this is the paranormal podcast where we talk about things and, and try and bring science into it in some way, if, if possible. Bring, bring, um, yeah. Try and explain the stuff that is so cool and creepy and not just um you know just talk about it for the sake of talking about it mm-hmm. but a little bit of that too that too yes <laughs> all right so last so the first episode we decided to talk about our favorite cryptids um yes. this is a good way to just kind of yes. start out cryptids seem like a good entry point since we're both biologists um a good thing we could try and describe with our science right exactly all the science that is ours um and so this time around, I think you created the prompt. I hope I kind of stuck to it, but it was to f- try and find. So by doing uh, our favorite cryptids, we ended up each picking two of the most famous cryptids Pretty in the world. Pretty well-known um, So stories, this time around, yeah. we thought we would try and do things more obscure ones. off the beaten track, yeah, exactly. Yeah, things that are less well-known. So right. um, should we kick it off? Let's kick it off, yeah. So I think uh, you went first last time. I'm going to go first this time. Sure. Yeah, lay it on me. What do you got? All right. So, what I have for you today, Mr. Shell, is that Chicago has a bat problem. There's a bat problem? Okay. There have been 34 reported sightings of giant humanoid bat creatures flying in the Chicago area. Now, i got to stop you right there. When I think of a bat problem, I'm thinking little tiny guys up in the rafters. So, humanoid, I mean human-sized and looking like a human with bat wings, like some kind of some Large? sort of man bat. Man bat, yes. Rather than Batman. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, so there have been 34 reported sightings of this giant, so I did say giant, um, humanoid <laughs> bat creature in the Chicago area this year. What the fuck? <laughs> 2017? Yeah. 2017. Prior to that, there were seven additional sightings between 2000 and 2016, all hmm. still in that general vicinity of you know, Chicago, Illinois, the, the Great Lakes-ish area. Pretty pretty general radius there that is crazy to me yeah so sightings include um reports of thunderous rumbling sounds uh huge gusts of air as Uh, the thing flaps its wings okay and as far as appearance goes uh, it has the body of what seems like if it were if it were a human yeah the body of brad pitt the legs of taylor (laughs) swift for some reason um and the eyes of steve buscemi Uh, (laughs) uh, it has the body like a six foot tall man uh, a wingspan of around 10 feet. It's all okay. black or very dark gray, and it has glowing red eyes. Uh-huh. So, pretty standard cool monster stuff. Yeah, that is pretty cool. One, th- one thing, um, <laughs> I mean, between this episode and the last, you probably found that I'm kind of a sucker for anything with glowing red eyes. <laughs> also, anything that swoops. So, I thought the Chupacabra also was reported Swoop. to have, like, dark black eyes. But, um, but that lady was any- straight. Yeah. Excuse the pun, batshit crazy. <laughs> Yes, anything that can swoop and is creepy and weird. Um, it's going to start saying guano crazy now. Guano crazy. Most of these sightings were reported uh, to a place called phantomsandmonsters.com. And I Seems found them, appropriate. Which, yeah, I didn't know it existed and I'm really happy to have found it. Phantomsandmonsters.com. And I found all of these compiled on a website called singularfortian.com. 
Hmm. Have you ever heard of Fordian research? Uh, is that when they make better cars in America? No. <laughs> it's um, all referring specifically to a guy from um, the 19th century, Charles Hoy Fort, who was a writer and researcher um, who liked anomalous phenomena. So hmm. just weird, Charles mysterious, Ford. strange stuff. So um, anyone cool. who follows his kind of style of, so they consider themselves Fortean researchers. Interesting. After Charles Fort. Very cool. Um, and uh, so I didn't know that till now. I think that's probably kind of our jam. Yeah. Um, so Singular Fortean compiled all this into a nice chronology. So I was able to go through and pick out my favorite stories to go through with you now. Very cool. I have kind of a fuckload, a fuckload of them. Um, but there are several. <laughs> I uh, think folkload also folkload. works when it comes to stories. Go In on. a number of the cases, witness also described being overcome by a feeling of terror or dread. Sounds about right. Um, so pretty good stuff. I will so begin with the first sighting of anything like this in the area. It began with a weird sighting on Goshen Dam in Indiana in 2000. <laughs> Sounds like a made-up place. Um, it's, it's, someone <laughs> struggling to not swear too hard but wanting to very badly. <laughs> Goshen Dam! Ugh! <laughs> 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 Uh, two guys went for a walk to the dam under the full moon because the moon is awesome. When they got to the dam, they heard a bunch of rumbling and shifting rocks down by the water. Hmm. And suddenly this creature flew up right in front of them. Oof. Uh, the eyewitness who reported this described it as looking like the creeper in Jeepers Creepers uh, when it's flying. Yikes. They saw it fly by, and then suddenly there was gunfire coming from behind them mm. aimed at the thing. So what? they ran away to their car. Um they got to their car, they heard a loud crash on the other side of the lake where they thought it may have landed. Yeesh. So the next day, they went back to examine the area and found the trees all smashed up from above. Mm. Okay. Um, a man was walking by while they were there and said that he lived nearby and heard something. It sounded like a plane crashed down through the trees the previous night. But there was nothing there in the crash area. So they never saw it again, though a couple of years later, the friend's uncle saw something similar around South Bend. Okay. They also were really curious. They never found out who was shooting at the thing. Okay. Uh, they jokingly theorized that it was Van Helsing. Right, of course. Another sighting I chose uh, happened on the night of September 30th, 2011, around Miller Park in Chicago. Okay. A woman and her roommate were getting ready to go out for the night when the roommate started screaming in her bedroom. Uh, the woman went in and found her roommate cowering in the corner of the room, babbling incoherently about something outside the window. Mm -hmm. So they went into the living room. Uh, the woman finally got her to calm down. The roommate said that she turned around in her room while she was getting ready, saw a pair of glowing eyes in her mirror reflected mm -hmm. from out the window. So oh, she looked shit. out the window and saw those eyes looking straight at her. Can you imagine? I Yeah, it's, it's just being at nighttime, you're in your room. I, I can't remember if it was a... If it was an upper floor um, apartment or not, I think it might. A lot of these cases, they were. Mm -hmm. So this may have been. Uh, but it's just seeing glowing eyes looking straight at you. No fun. No, exactly. Yeah. So the getting woman tried bed. getting ready for a night out. Oh, uh, excuse me. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, so they're like all prepared to leave the apartment. <laughs> and then this happens. Okay. So the woman dismissed her and tried to calm her down. Saying, oh, it, was, it was probably not that. Uh, but then she got a call from her boyfriend who was supposed to be coming over to meet them with his friend. Mm -hmm. So she went to get her cell phone from her room. On the phone, her boyfriend was kind of panicky and babbling fairly incoherently about something that had happened. Whoa. Before she had a chance to process what he was saying, she happened to walk past her roommate's bedroom and, in so doing, looked through the window and saw those same glowing eyes, this time looking at her. What so she fuck? also began screaming. Uh, so then her boyfriend, uh, who was panicking now about her screaming, not about their thing, uh, rushed over to find out what had happened. Once everyone was there and had all calmed down and the eye sightings had been told of, the boyfriend told them what he had been calling about. On the way to the apartment, he and his friend had been at a park nearby 
and uh, saw an enormous bat with glowing eyes perched on a basketball hoop in that park. That's crazy to me. So he was all freaked out and calling her to say, we just saw this giant bat with glowing eyes. And then so, while he was calling, she saw wow. these glowing eyes looking in her window. <laughs> all right. Crazy that they would all have seen and had the same experience. But I just wonder if they, how much is made up? How much is hard to say. mass hysteria? Dogs and cats living together. <laughs> exactly. Um. But wait, there's more. Like please, I said, there please, was, yeah, I'm not going to go through all 34 accounts, but there are several. Go through at least 33 of them. Uh, so they then canceled their Friday night plans. Like, um, yeah. uh, a father, their, pl- <laughs> their plans were to go stand in the woods in the dark. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, Maybe no, not man. tonight, guys. <laughs> so a father and son saw a huge bat creature fly over them in Calumet Park on May 5th of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Calumet, I think it's how it's pronounced. C-A-L-U-M-E-T. Calumet. Calumet. Um, Calumet. Uh, Cal, you met? <laughs> uh, Calumet Park, which will come up again later. On May 5th, so Cinco de Mayo 2017. Mm. Uh, the Day of the Dead. <laughs> at about 8 p.m., um, they thought at first that it must be a goose because that would make a lot more sense. As it got closer, it was clearly not a goose shape. Um, it was about 15 to 20 feet above them, just above the streetlights, moving uh-huh. at what the dad considered was like 40 to 50 miles an hour. Zooming straight over them, and it seemed to be pretty dark colored and bat shaped. Uh-huh. Uh, with its, like a lot of these counts, I'll describe it as having membranous wings. Oh, interesting. Um, which is pretty specific. Weird. Uh, and then so it flew, it was flying in the same direction they were walking, so it flew over them. And then a couple up ahead of them yelled out in surprise when it flew over them, so they also saw it and were freaked out. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. Later that month, May 27th. In the Calumet Park neighborhood, uh, a couple saw what they at first thought was a black helicopter that was too far away to hear, but then realized it was a large black humanoid figure with wings that was pretty freaking close. That'd be so creepy. Yeah, it flew up and in front of the moon. Uh, They tried to get a picture. (laughs) Where else does it go? (laughs) Exactly. It's like, I've seen your Halloween decorations. I know what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, I've read the playbook. (laughs) So they tried to get a picture, but it was too dark. Um, that's another thing too that I like about all these stories. It only comes out; it's only seen at nighttime, right. which is really hard to take a picture. Right. So, like a lot of different stories, I think. Are well, there everyone? Did anyone ever snap a? Not in any of the like 2017 stories. There's one of a different thing that I, I that was like someplace else that I, I thought looked just too stupid. Yeah, yeah. So the next one I want to talk about is a, a police officer and his partner saw a large bat creature on June 29th of this year. Mm. Um, so here are in his own words. I'm going to tell you about something that happened to me on the night of June 29th, 2017 in Chicago, Illinois. I'm reporting this of my own volition, and I am wanting to stay anonymous due to the fact that I work for the Chicago Police Department and do not want anyone else to know that I submitted this report. Hmm. I've been with the Chicago Police Department for over eight and a half years. The only people who know that I submitted this are my wife, my son, who encouraged me to submit this, and my partner, who also was witness to this incident. Hmm. I want you to know that I am of a sound mind and health, and I don't want any publicity other than just reporting this incident. Uh, that's convincing. Interesting. And I also want to uh, want you to know that I am not prone to fits of fantasy or hoaxing anything that I see, especially <laughs> when I'm on duty. I just want to say that's, like, my favorite start to any story like this, because it gets me just, like, so, like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's an authority that's figure good. who's trying to be, like, very, very, yeah. Uh, yeah it's, I'm not fucking around. I'm not, like. I don't want you to know who I am. I don't want right. to get fame out of this. I just want someone to know what happened. Yeah, I me. have to get this off my chest. Yeah. Like, so that that's that made me pretty, pretty excited about yeah, it. Yeah, carry on. Sorry. So they're driving along. A group of frightened people flagged them down and pointed to the roof of a building. So they get out. They look up at the building. A six to six and a half foot tall humanoid with wings, approximately 10 feet across, was standing on top of the building. 
Ugh. It was very, very thin. The guy said if it was a human, it would be really emaciated Ugh. and totally black. Uh, quote, it just looked like a dark black shadow with wings. Mm-hmm. Their immediate thought was that it was a jumper who was for some reason wearing a costume. So they w- mm-hmm. were hoping to like, try and stop this like, person from no, jumping. Do it. Right. Um, since you know it looked like a human, probably would be. But when they right, shined right. their flashlights up toward it, it took off. Uh, it, it just took flight, screamed, and flew out of sight in about five seconds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did he describe what the scream was like? He just said it was kind of a scream sound. He didn't really elaborate beyond that. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Really cool. Getting the chilly willies. <laughs> so some of the people gathered there said that they had seen it for the past two nights, but this was the only time that it had stayed put long enough for them to look at it. Um, so the police took notes about their other sightings and like you filed a report. Um, they they debated over whether that whether or not they wanted to file a report, but um, thinking that they get made fun of back at the station. Right, but they decided, you know, totally it's, crazy. They thought you know it's um, it's a matter of protocol to file a report when people make claims and you see something. So right, like, okay, we'll just we don't want to break protocol, so they did. Um, it never really got brought up again in the station, so I was like, that was that. The cop's son, when he told him about it, informed him of the other sightings and thus encouraged him to report his own. Mm-hmm. So the officer's report would bring the total count for the year up to 21. Wow, by June 29th. Yes. Wow. Okay. So When did they start off, do you recall? I think the first ones may have been, let me check here, I think uh, I can have the timeline right here, uh, 2017, February. Okay. And then um, and it really, really picked up in March. So um, that was a big one. I thought it was cool. The last, That's a good one, the yeah. most recent sightings were on Monday. Well, this week. <laughs> That's been five days ago. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Two sightings. What? Two different sightings that day. Independent sightings then. Independent sightings. Uh, so one was um, during the afternoon of the eclipse. Uh, a couple guys hmm. saw it, and they, said, they described it as looking like a harpy from Clash of the Titans. Some weird Whoa. huge flying thing that was kind of human-like. Right. Um, apparently, kind of stop motion Herky Jerky was flying too. Uh, I don't <laughs> yeah, know about exactly. that part of it, but uh, Jason and the Argonaut style. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they later saw like these skeleton warriors yeah. fighting Sinbad the Sailor. <laughs> um, exactly. And then that night, one woman saw it outside the window of her apartment. She was just in her uh, bedroom on a phone call. So it's like a, fo- a forty-minute phone call. She was talking to somebody. Right. But right. halfway through, she noticed the light changed in her room, like from the window. <laughs> She turned around and looked and saw the shadow blocking light in her window. And so she, that freaked her out. And it looked like it was the shape of like a human from the waist up. Oh, my gosh. And uh, so that freaked her out. And then before she had a chance to really process what had happened, it just rushed at like an unnatural speed straight up as though it had taken off in flight. Like she didn't see wings, but it just like went, just went up. Oh, my God. And so that scared the ever-loving fuck out of her. That would do um, it. And so then she uh, was trying to understand what had happened, trying to explain it to the person on the phone, right? And ended up um, finding out about the other reports, and so then getting in contact with this lawn guy, Ron Lon Strickler, I think his name was Lon Strickler, hmm. and uh, he told her about the fact yes there were other sightings and stuff, and then she mm. was like, but her concern was like, well, in these other reports, does it come back? Does it like try and yeah, get right. into the apartment? Like, does For real. It, have people been hurt is this by thing, it? Like yeah. casing me? Like, what yeah. the shit is going on? There was one story I read. I didn't include for some reason, just because it was um, uh, I wasn't sure how long this is going to go on for. I've already gone on for a while, so I don't want to. Didn't want to put in too many. Nonsense. But um, no, it's cool. A woman was walking in a park in Chicago at in like at dusk and saw something standing in the path in front of her. She thought it was like two people making out or something. Like just like really like it was looked like it was right. all tight. Like, just, like, people embracing. But it seemed way too tall to be just, like, a couple. Right. It was, like, almost seven feet tall. 
and it was making a kind of weird, just like slobbering, sucking sound. And as she got closer, she realized that it was just one thing. And um, I think the reason this was this sounded like a, maybe a different, just like weird creature sighting because she, um, if you think about it, it could sound like oh, maybe it was this bat thing with its wings kind of wrapped around itself, like like bats do, just standing there in the path. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but when she described it, she didn't see any facial features at all. When it turned to look at her, it just had like dark. She couldn't see anything on its face, mm. but she could still feel that it was looking at her. Yeah, and she described it as feeling like it was kind of drawing her towards it. She felt <laughs> like compelled to walk towards it, but also like absolutely terrified. Right, right. Um, which is pretty cool. Then she went home and her son uh, told her son about it. She was really scared. He's like, well, we got to go back and see if we can find this thing. So they went back to the park and drove around and saw something weird like that come out of the bushes and he or maybe he went back by himself. I can't remember if she decided to go with him. I was going to say, I feel like if I experienced that, I'd be like, let's maybe never not. go back to the yeah. park ever for the rest of time. Let's just stay inside the house and have all our groceries delivered. Yeah. Forever. Also, uh, let's get bulletproof glass and <laughs> always have a gun. Yeah. So they uh, so he he saw this thing and also said he, he could feel it watching him, but didn't really see any obvious eyes. Mm. So I think I didn't think that was really related because it just sounded like a random like monster encounter thing that was maybe just some who knows what it actually was could be just some hot bull that too um but also didn't have the telltale glowing red eyes everyone described <laughs> that's in true story. that is a yeah right missing and, feature and it wasn't flying and it didn't have like it wasn't obviously a bat it was just some kind of weird dark figure so right. it could have just been some weird person maybe they were wearing a balaclava for some reason like who knows people do <laughs> yeah, weird exactly. shit in cities it's true so there's no like yeah, there's no really knowing what it could have been right i mean people on drugs in a park making strange sounds you never Could know be. yeah true. um didn't have glowing eyes didn't uh fly now when she called lon strickler he told her about these he's like oh that sounds kind of like these bat sightings and then told her about it and then um kind of like almost convinced her oh you know maybe the weird like shape it could have been like it had like membranous wings it was wrapped up in so he kind of talked her into believing that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's where the priming comes in um so some noteworthy points i want to point like out about this whole the story as mm-hmm. far as the idea of priming the idea of having an idea in your head of what it might be mm-hmm. and then believing you see it. Um, there are consistent descriptions and encounters for pretty much all the stories. Uh, it's almost always described as bat-like as opposed to bird-like mm-hmm. and with humanoid features. Mm-hmm. It's always described as huge, like between six and seven feet, very fast and with mm-hmm. powerful wings mm-hmm. and always, pretty much always described as glowing red eyes. Mm. Um, Many eyewitnesses were unaware of other sightings prior to their own sighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, in multiple cases, they only came forward when they later heard of the other sightings and realized theirs was not the only one. Mm-hmm. Where I think this kind of differs from things like the chupacabras, like people, once you've heard of this particular monster that exists, if you see something you don't understand, that's when the pareidolia effect kicks in in your brain, right, right. and you try and make sense of the thing you saw, like, like just filling in the blanks with something you have seen or have heard of mm, to make right. some sense out of it so if you know there's supposed to be this monster that does stuff and you know what it kind of looks like and you see something you don't understand you might think oh this must be that monster i right, saw that exactly. monster and then you remember it as being the monster your like brain the details. will write more and more of the story exactly yeah, after um, the experience in this case people just saw something they didn't understand they described it just using you know what they could just what they could as far as what it looked like it looked like a bat with human-like features that was huge. Right. Which, granted, is still based on things they'd seen before, like people and bats. But it's not the same example. as going like, oh, it's the man bat of Chicago. Exactly. Like, so a lot of people didn't know anyone else had even seen this bat right. creature in Chicago. That is quite spooky. So they saw this weird thing, and then we're looking up, okay, what could ha- what what might that have been? It, could, it couldn't have been a man bat creature. So what was it? And then saying, wait, people have seen this? Wait, 33 other people have seen this true, this year? True. 
So then think, okay, I got to report this too because this is like, yeah. So that part of it I find really intriguing. Mm-hmm. I started looking at the largest bird species in the Great Lakes area and I really couldn't find anything particularly huge. Mm-hmm. Um, like there, like people say, oh, you know, bald eagles, like turkey vultures. It's like, yeah, those are big, but they, you know, they're very much diurnal. Right, exactly. Um, exactly. And this is like pretty much exclusively nighttime sightings. And it's the kind of thing that you don't exactly go like, you know, oh, is that a human Right. You, know, you might go, what is that? That's like a really big bird or something. Like, you know, I don't know what yeah. that is yet, but you're not going to mistake that for like bipedal. Or... Yeah. And then you think about bats and stuff. Like, the largest bats in North America really aren't very big. No. Like, flying foxes get huge, but they're tropical. Like, and they're, and they're really cool. And they actually, like, if you look at them, like their body shape, you could easily see that as being like pretty humanoid. Sure. But that's not a North American species. And they don't get human sized i think they're dog sized maybe or uh, larger yeah, than that yeah they can get something like that yeah like their wingspan can be like six feet or something wow, maybe it's still pretty large. good size but the, the yeah. body like you said is like a small medium dog right right um not huge but still a lot bigger than a bat we'd be used to seeing that's true that's true so like if someone saw one of those it would be a really weird strange thing to see You'd freak right. them out but i don't know how that would be one in chicago no, indeed. Plus, they don't exactly have glowing red eyes, I don't believe. Right. That's the other thing, too. So as far as glowing red eyes, um, I always love reports of creatures having glowing eyes, especially if it's red eyes. It just sounds so weird and paranormal and supernatural, even. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where you come into uh, the idea of eye shine. Like, when you shine a light on certain animals' eyes, they reflect back. Think of, like, dogs and cats. You see their eyes. It's often green or depending on their eye color. It's due to a thing called uh, tapetum lucidum, Hmm. which is a layer of tissue in the eye of uh, a bunch of different kinds of, mostly vertebrates in general. Helps with low-light vision, Um, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, exactly. And so what it does is reflects the light back out through the retina so that the light is being kind of going through the retina twice. Right. So they kind of get an extra bonus shot at seeing whatever. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So different animals have that. Not every animal. We, for example, don't have that. Um, we can still reflect light through our eyes, um, mm-hmm. like so. A photo flash can do that. Um, so, I was looking at different animals that have um, a tapetum lucidum, mm-hmm. and different stuff has it, like you know, deer and stuff. You see deer in the headlights. So, I started looking into birds that have a tapetum lucidum hmm. and trying to see what kind of thing might reflect light like that. Night heron. Just kidding. I don't know. Oh, and I was also curious, like, because um, the Mothman. Mm. Good old Mothman. It's a from, similar kind it, of vibe, isn't it? Is it Indiana? That has Jersey, I think. What's that? Is it Jersey? I thought it was more. Maybe mi- you're right. I don't, I don't remember know. anymore. I don't remember. All right, I'm gonna look it up right now. Mothman. Mothman. Um. The Mothman. Oh, West Virginia. Ah. Okay. okay. So split the difference. Yeah. <laughs> It's along that same same difference, same general same attitude. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the Mothman is described as having red eyes and being a flying. It's you know it's probably the dumbest cryptid. I think the Moth. It's very uh, blockbusterish and yes, fun kind of. Fanciful. Yeah, and I don't know why you choose a moth. Like, why not say like the the Birdman or some yeah, other the kind moth of man starring true. Michael Keaton? Like, why would you the choose the Fruit Fly Man? <laughs> They do have red eyes. It's true. Yeah, actually. People have said that probably what people saw that is the, like, describing, uh, ascribing reports of the Mothman to a sandhill crane. Because hmm. those get to be pretty damn tall. Like, true, really, true. They be like, I think they can be like six feet tall. Right. And they have red all around their eyes. I think their eyes themselves are like yellow, but just like it's very obvious red patches that would be what you might see. Right. So if so you saw this huge thing flying towards you that you hadn't seen before, it would be very unusual. Very daunting and spooky maybe. Yeah. Yeah. 
Sandhill cranes do live, like, could easily live in the Chicago area, but why they'd be coming out at nighttime and flying around in the right. city so much? Because these are all, like, they're in the park and stuff and near the water, but often also in the city itself. Plus the mem- the reports of membranous wings as well. This, yeah, people specifically saying it had membranous or bat-like wings. Which is such a salient detail. It's a know? really specific thing to point out that it's, yeah, it doesn't seem, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah. So... The best I could come up with is, um, as far as a likely explanation is that it takes into account the nighttime aspect and the right. eye aspect. Owls, a lot of different species mm. of owls, mm-hmm. have a red eye shine. Oh, look at him. Yeah, look at this very, very, very... Like they have such wide pupils and big eyes for night vision. If you shine a light on their eyes, oftentimes, for a lot of species, right. the um, their eyes will reflect for, this bright, bright red right back at, at you. For you at home... My response was to Jake has just shown me a picture of maybe is that a great horn owl? I'm not sure. Some kind of owl, but its eyes look like basically red LEDs. I mean, they are bright as heck, and it's just from the flash of the camera taking the picture. It's yeah, super bright. So you think in a city there's going to be a lot of lights around, even if you're not shining one straight on it, and so reflections will happen. And light coming out of a bedroom window, perhaps. Yeah. Into a owl's eyes. Although. I feel like the reports of it being very thin don't really match. That's where I get hung up. The fact that it's pretty thin. Uh, not everyone has said that. They mostly just send, said that it's human shaped. Like just right. as a very humanoid shape. And then it was specifically the cops saying that it looked very thin. Right. Um, but in either case, an owl is pretty owl shaped. Like it they is, have a very right? distinct shape. I mean, I'll give it to perhaps a person who hasn't been out of doors that very much. And they see an owl for the first time, particularly larger species. They do have a very... Uh, forward-oriented face. It's very, you know, you think of a lot of birds like being, yeah, Birds are often kind of more pointed at their beak coming outward, and right. like their eyes are on the sides of their head. But they're predators, so they have forward-facing eyes for binocular vision. Right, and so that does make it slightly more human-like, or at least, right. you know, more mm. that kind of shape. I don't know, but um, that's the best thing I can come up with that might explain it is just owls. Yes, indeed. It's just it doesn't account for it. It doesn't explain away a lot of stuff. Like what what species of owl? People keep saying it's all black, like totally black or dark That's gray. That's strange too. Maybe it's dark enough that they can't see it, but then when it's like, and you shine a flashlight on it and it looks dark and then flies away and screams, like it's hard to say. There are different species of owls with different colorations. Like it could be a number of different things. It's just yeah, it's hard to explain it away. Also, why I mean. It's also mostly happening this year, which right. is kind of cool. I checked, actually, before we started recording to see if there are any reports from, like, today. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, again, I don't perhaps. see any. I definitely... Um, uh, has this shown up in news reports at all yet? Not that I'm aware of. Um, so that, too... I, the one thing that is making me feel a little strange about it all is it's all channeled through this one site. Yeah. Which, you know, if I wanted to do a pet project, sort of sensationalist... Uh, spook the masses thing what better way to do it than to assemble a series of stories from different people purportedly about the same phenomenon because with each additional quote-unquote account you get you know that much more mm, validation of an experience right it's corroborated by additional witnesses yeah but if it's just one guy making them all up you know that's a pretty quick and effective means of just fabricating a hysterical experience does that make sense you know what i'm saying yeah um i'm not saying that this isn't happening i just trying to think of other things that could be going on where it's like not necessarily that there's a 
spooky owl bug bat monster but rather maybe it's just this guy going like oh yeah <laughs> and now there's a batman creature <laughs> that could be i based on um like going through lon strickler's website phantomsandmonsters.com i do feel like this guy is pretty earnest about the stuff he does and and doesn't yeah, want to not trying people. to slam this guy. Oh, Sorry. certainly not. No, but just as far as, as far, yeah, just try as far as what would make sense to try and explain everything. Yeah, people are describing like some people are saying, oh, it's like a moth. Like, so I, I just looked at it just now. There are like so the Chicago Tribune has talked about it a little bit. Um, people are just saying, oh, it's like Chicago's Mothman, and mm-hmm. uh, some people are just saying, oh, it's like a Mothman but in Chicago, and um, <laughs> and then it's kind of dismissing out of hand. Another way of saying. <laughs> Go on. But people just, yeah, so there have been some different, like, look, there's a bunch of different places that are reporting on it, but for the most part, they're just saying, oh, you know, it's whatever. People don't seem to give it much credit. Right. Because, yeah, it probably is an animal of some kind, but what? Like, it's just, it's, I find so many just neat little details in the story that are so fun and interesting mm-hmm. to make it more than just like, oh, people keep seeing this animal that they, <laughs> you just think back to, was it two years ago now that, uh, those couple of Bostonians saw uh, oh, Molo Molo for the, the first yeah. time, Oceanic <laughs> Sunfish. It's like a little whale dude. <laughs> this thing's fucking dying, dude. You gotta help it, kid. That's true. That's true. So there could be something you people haven't seen before. If it's right. in, and if it's in a city, people in a city don't see a lot of wildlife all the time. Right, so right. seeing it for the first time is going to be weird. Right. But then you have like people like this woman saying she loves to spend a lot of time outside, has like learned all, all the local bird species. And this didn't look this like any type of, of bird you'd seen. So it's like, it still leaves room for, what the fuck? It's very strange. I'm excited to hear more, you know what I mean? Like, given that it's seems to be right now. Yeah, it's like, an ongoing, ongoing thing. Like I, said, yeah. I, was, I was so excited. I thought, the most, <laughs> I thought the most recent sightings were five days ago. Right. I was like, oh, I can't wait to tell this that to Wyatt. That is super creepy. Yeah. It's very, very creepy. Yeah, and that's, oh my that's I think, my favorite part is the fact that it still has the scary Absolutely. story aspect. That's what I makes love, this stuff so fun. I do love as well that you would have a police officer come forward anonymously with a story. Assuming, yeah. you know, if we, benefit if of the we doubt. Assume if we assume, assume that all this is definitely actual accounts, then yeah, that's pretty, you know, spooky indeed. Yeah. Very cool. So those are the giant bat humanoids of Chicago. I look forward to hearing more. Me too. Yeah. Let's see. It's, once once the recording starts, there's always when I just immediately blank. Wait a minute. I forgot <laughs> what all of words? the English language. I forgot who you are. <laughs> I don't know why we're here. Where am I, daddy? <laughs> um, show. So where, we show. Left off, so where we left off, we're about to uh, end my segment and move on to yours. Right. Now, but that's actually not going to happen. Yeah. So there has been some time, dear listener, between mm. the recording of this first segment and the now recording this segment. Right. In that time, there have been more sightings of the Chicago bat monster thing. I'm going to regale you with them now. In the time since we last recorded, there have been eight uh, new sightings. What? Of which three of them were yesterday. Oh, shit. Yesterday being... Uh, well, actually, that's not true. Uh, two of them were yesterday. I'm sorry. you to me. I'm sorry. Three were in the last uh, five days. Two of them were yesterday. Still um, very recent. Yes. So we recorded before um, in late August. Now it's... You know, a week and a half into September. So I'll just quickly run through what happened since we last recorded. Okay. Recording again. God damn damn So Jake took us on a journey through the rest of these recent tales. And it turns out 
we had a system overload we didn't even notice yep so uh yep. We're, we're recording those again now so that the element of surprise is lost on you for now, god's pleasure unfortunately. but anyway um so on august 29th right an avid bird watcher saw a quote huge flying shadow hmm. uh, over a forest preserve near lagrange park which is a suburb west of chicago uh she was used to watching all the birds in the area she Saw this big thing flying overhead above is, the treetops. Is her home on the Grange or where the uh, the deer and the antelope play? Yes, I don't think that was in the report. I'm not sure. Oh, all right. Uh, but she saw this thing flying around. It was huge, and then it went into a dive uh, right into the trees. And then once it disappeared below the tree line, all the small birds just took off out of the trees. Very spooky. Yes. So pretty cool, ominous, pretty cinematic. Um, Rather so, isn't yeah. it? It is kind of conspicuously what happens in the movies when the monster goes into the trees as <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs> so uh so that was pretty fun. And then so now we got the nice the stuff from the last few days. So okay. on um September seventh, so that was Thursday, uh someone took their Thursday. family out to Lincoln Park Zoo and they stayed until after hours, which apparently you can do there. So uh as they're leaving to head home, we heard a commotion coming from a group of people about twenty yards from us. We looked in the general direction of the commotion, and uh, people were pointing up toward the sky. We looked up to see a large creature with a giant set of wings flying over us, barely skimming the, uh, skimming the treetops. Hmm. We saw it for about five seconds as it circled around the trees, and then disappeared, heading in the general direction of North Avenue Beach. It looked like a human, but like it had a, lar- a large pair of wings, which must have been at least 12 feet wide. Um, it was solid black with no discernible features, but you could tell that it had arms and legs and a head, well, they looked very skinny. Hmm. It was flapping its wings repeatedly and appeared to be gaining speed. Hmm. After it disappeared, someone in the crowd said that they had been uh, there had been multiple sightings of this thing all summer long. <laughs> Which I have to say again is hilarious to me for some <laughs> reason. Just imagining a crowd of shocked people and someone going, "There's been multiple sightings of this thing all summer long." <laughs> Just say it over and over again. This is probably the twenty seventh sighting. <laughs> I, I didn't even think to look at the number now. It's, it's over oh, forty no something now. Whoa, it's nuts. Yeah, damn. This year, yeah. Um, so that's why this person decided to get online, and start looking around, found Lon Strickler's site because that's where this um, where these all have been reported. He's the man for this stuff. He's got the call to action at the end of every report, so people then call him and say, "Hey, I saw it too," and here we are. Now, did anyone get a picture at the zoo where one goes to so at take uh, pictures at of Lincoln Park Zoo? Did they get a photo? Right, that's my question for you. Well, they tried so hard, and they got so far, <laughs> but um, but ultimately they did not get any photos uh, in the I, five seconds that they saw the thing. That doesn't really matter in that case. Yeah. So the last sightings we have are uh, they both happened an hour apart yesterday afternoon, morning afternoon time. So the first was at approximately eleven a.m. Central Time. The witness, as said, he and a friend were near the intersection of South Greenwood Ave and East Seventy Eighth Street in Avalon Park in Chicago. Um, you know, there, on. yeah. Uh, as he looked up, he observed a dark object slowly flying across the sky in a northerly direction. At first, he thought it may have been a jet, but realized that it was moving too slow and that the wings were not that of an aircraft. After watching the gliding object, he determined that it was a human-shaped being with wings that resembled those of a large bat. There was no sound. He was not aware of the previous sightings and was given my contact information by another person. Hmm. I was contacted about an hour after his sighting, said Strickler. So about the time that was being reported, if it was an hour later, mm-hmm. at about noon, a military veteran with aircraft flight experience was in the area of 
That's South Martin Luther King Drive and East 35th Street in the Douglas neighborhood of Chicago. I, I guess that's what that is. Uh, she contacted her friend who then called me with a description that this witness had given them. Uh, an unknown being was slowly gliding across the sky with its wings spread. She stated that the wings were shaped like those of a huge bat and that the body was dark and smooth in texture. She also Ooh. stated that it was not... Yeah, he's been waxing now. Smooth as eggs. She also stated that it was not an aircraft or a drone because it would not be able to maintain altitude at such a slow speed. It appeared to be a living being. So like I asked the first time as well that we tracked this, I would wonder what the speed would be for something of that size to fly around. And or like, glide, even. And yeah, so I think it would have to do... Like, she specifically said gliding here. Um, right, right. But I have it would uh, I would imagine it would be something it would be affected by like wing beating and stuff as far as how fast it could be moving. True. Um, so I think I will make it my homework in the near future to start looking into um, wing surface area to body size ratios and see what, what kind the, of shit what the deal is. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so the upside to these most recent recent sightings is that we now have a name for this thing other than the large humanoid flying bat creature right, over Chicago. Right. Uh, Lon Strickler has started calling it the Chicago Phantom. <laughs> Which is a silly name, in my opinion. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue more easily. It does. But it doesn't really capture what it is you're talking about. It sounds like some kind of ghost being seen there exactly. or something. Some kind of sports mascot, perhaps. <laughs> or some kind of, uh, you know, guy in half a mask singing. Exactly. <laughs> Chicago Phantom. Well, you know, it is spooky, I suppose. But I did like the... Uh, more descriptive, if clunky, name. <laughs> large I humanoid guess. flying bat creature. Yeah, you know, because um, there you go. And Just, I might keep calling it this. Large humanoid flying bat creature with L H F B C. L H F B C. Is that that rolls off the tongue? Yeah, uh, the L H F B C. L H F B C. Okay, bingo. So what should we do with this going forward? Until we find out what it is or get a picture or something, I wanted to just like have. Regular updates as often as possible in future episodes. Just a little segment uh, where we just I'll report in on what's happening with this thing. Okay, um, sounds good. Yeah, so look at the LH. I already <laughs> forgot what the LHFBC. Yes, so <laughs> AKA the Phantom of the Chicago. <laughs> the Phantom of the Chicago. <laughs> All right, that's what it's gonna be. This <laughs> matches on the Phantom of the Chicago. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> So there you go. All righty. Weekly updates. I can't wait. Or, you know. Yeah, as often as I have anything to report on, that's what we will have. Right. Cool. All right. Now, at long last. All right. We can move well, on to your story. Let me see here. So I was digging around for a cryptid that was less known, or at least one that has always seemed out of left field for me. And so this will be a sort of Wyatt-centric view of the world, but oh well. Deal with it. I imagine it'll be a lot beardier. It's a lot beardier. It's a lot weirdier. Um, but I'd like to begin this segment by playing... What's that creature? So I'll just give you a couple <laughs> details, and you, right. you stop me when you think you know what it is. Okay. Feel free to stop me after each and every description, too, if you like. <laughs> so, it stands about seven feet tall on hind legs. What's that uh, creature? That's okay. That's, that's you. <laughs> it's covered in hair. Yep. Oh, damn it. it. smells horrible, apparently like death and garlic. Is this the skunk ape? Is said to stalk the Amazonian jungle, Jake. Not the skunk ape. Has large claws. Some kind of friggin' sloth? Only one eye. Uh. <laughs> no idea. Backwards facing feet. What the fuck? A second mouth on its tummy tum. <laughs> um, Krang? No, it's not like Krang. 
It's Craig. You're right. It's Craig. He's in the Amazon now. He's been terrorizing the Amazon for years. Um, so instead of telling you what it is exactly, I will just jump right into a first-person account. Or at least a story of a first-person account. Works for me. The, the backwards feet thing sounds familiar, but I don't know what this is. So okay, I look forward enough. to it. This is a bit from a 1999 Discover Magazine article, originally penned by Marguerite Holloway. It's all a bit? It's a bit. <laughs> this is all just a joke routine by Marguerite. But uh, an excerpt of this can be found on Cryptomundo's website, which is where I scabbed it. Nice. Manuel Vittorino Pinheiro Dos Santos, butchering names, had just shot. You took what language in uh, high school? Uh, Chinese, actually. I'm not even kidding. I took Chinese for a year. Really? Yep. Okay. So that doesn't help you at all for Spanish, then? No. No, it doesn't. <laughs> and French, otherwise. Cool. Homeboy had just shot four white-lipped peccaries when he heard it. The horrible, soul-wrenching, human-like cry mm. came from a tangle of vines about 50 meters away. The moment you hear it, all your hairs stand on end, says Dos Santos. He dropped the peccary he was carving up, grabbed the lianas he had cut to slat to lash the carcass to his back, and sprinted in the opposite direction toward the nearby river. The second scream was farther away, but the trees still shook with the force of the noise. The third and fourth calls were muted, seeming to come from deep in the rainforest as the animal moved away. But Dos Santos waited in the water for an hour or so until he felt safe going back for his peccaries. I just had a knife and no shells and didn't want to face the creature, he explains. Well, uh, sorry. Please. What was the um, sound it made again? Is a human-like what? Soul-wrenching human-like cry. So just a general kind of screaming. Sort of a horrible... Or just someone just loudly sobbing. Yeah. He's like, I don't want anything to do with that. I'm going to wait in the water till yeah. it's gone. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> I just don't have time for this today. No one... Uh, not Dos Santos or any of the other villagers of Barra do Sao Manuel, a tiny settlement on the banks of the. <laughs> I want to look oh over and help God. you out, but I don't. I don't want to spoil anything for myself. So Tapajos, T A P A J O with an apostrophe thing S River. Apostrophe thing. <laughs> accent mark. It's an apostrophe. Is it thing. okay? <laughs> Deep in the Brazilian Amazon, or anyone else in the vast rainforest relishes facing it with or without shotgun in hand, covered in long red hair, standing more than six feet on its hind legs, emanating a stench so foul it disorients everyone in sniffing distance. <laughs> sniffing distance. <laughs> the Mapinguari is reputed to be the wildest, rarest, most mysterious and terrifying denizen of the rainforest. Mm. It is said to avoid water, to wander with roving herds of white-lipped peccaries, and to protect them, to forage at night, to twist huge palm trees apart with its massive claws so it can feast on the soft insides, to have backward-turned feet, and to be generally immune to bullets. Dos Santos it was, says... It was uh, vaccinated oh. as a child. Yeah, exactly. Guys, vaccinate your kids. Yeah. Dos Santos For says... Bullets. Yeah. Dear God. <laughs> In America, Dos Santos says the Mapinguari he saw had the claws of a giant armadillo, the face of a monkey... And a nauseating smell like garlic vine and fetid peccary. Hmm. So, Jake, what do you think of all that? Uh, it sounds pretty gross. 
I mean, oh, I say, I mean, garlic flying sounds kind of nice. Yeah, um, you smell like garlic scapes and pasta. <laughs> <laughs> it's just delicious. Well, you say you say um, garlic flying and then peccary, so I think okay, so like, gar- I mean, I guess garlic and pork don't go go together that no, well. And but, peccary. Uh, Smells horrible. Uh, when did when have you where have you smelled peccaries? I don't. Where smell... were you sniffing peccaries, yeah. Wyatt? Have you been sniffing peck? <laughs> um, I first sniffed peck when I went to Costa Rica in college. Okay, and they stink. You okay. smell them before you see them. For sure, Man, I missed out on a lot of like the cool larger fauna when I was in Costa Rica. I, I the biggest thing we got to see was uh, I mean howler monkeys, which are pretty cool. Also, super eerie to hear in like the pre-dawn mist. it's true also super freaking annoying in the pre-dawn <laughs> mist yeah. when you're trying to get your pre-dawn sleep on i was like, not sleeping i was wake up! i was studying some uh friggin birds man so. birds i was studying um, ants okay bruh <laughs> cool so peccary peccary steak okay so peccary smell horrible and i guess garlic vine probably doesn't smell great presumably either. yeah not if it's great. not garlic vine um yeah so, and, you know, it sounds like a folktale to me. It does, especially, like, the specifics, like, you know, the different parts from different animals. Um, like, yeah, armadillo claws, monkey face. Um, which you could also say that, like, like you say, things people hadn't seen before, like a platypus. Like, oh, it has yeah, a true, true, tail and true. it has... Uh, Particularly when you see something you don't really know how to see yet. You're, yeah. like, grasping for details or what descriptors. What does that look like? Ah, oh, man, you know, it had this thing like that, but it's apt if you just... If you were to see it, you'd be like, that's not a monkey's face, but I can see where you're coming from. Right. I um, think uh, the thing that confuses me is the backwards turned feet. Very strange, right? Yeah. Yeah. Very weird. Um, at least in his case, he didn't see backwards feet by any of his explicit descriptors, but he at least saw claws of a giant armadillo, face of a monkey, and nauseating smell. Mm. Um, so, right, to that folktale end... Um, I am appreciative of this 1999 article, which agrees. So they say in the article continuing, or they, as in uh, Holloway, some, which I laughed at, of the Mapanguari tales are fanciful. It is an old Indian whose hubris led him to seek immortality and who is now uh, relegated to wandering the forest forever as a stinking shaggy Biho? B-I-C-H-O? B-I-C-B-I-C-H-O? Bicho? That sounds kind of hilarious as well. Beast in Portuguese. Um, it has a single eye, loves tobacco, and twists off the upper skulls of its human victims so as to suck up their gray matter. Jesus Christ. So that's a fun story to have in one's mind. <laughs> so the Mapinguari, this is now, this is no longer the article, is usually translated as the roaring animal or the fetid beast. And um, incredible as it sounds, this thing is extremely well known across the Amazon. Hmm. Um... I only Among who? Like the natives and stuff? Yes. Cool. So local residents, um, you know, this is a very well-known story, if not personal encounter, apparently. Um, the denizens of the Amazon Basin. Cool. And so that's kind of intriguing, though at the same time, it does still strike me kind of as like the boogeyman factor. Yeah, where, definitely. And, you know, to be in the rainforest as well, to be in that space... It's very easy to let your mind go like, oh, yeah, there's something definitely over there. Because you can't hardly see anywhere. Oh, yeah, it's nuts. Dark, loud, creatures everywhere. It's very cool, but it's also sort of like uh, ripe for spooks. 
it's kind of funny to think about like what you have up here for like what kind of creepy stuff is in the forest. At some point, we should probably dive into the uh, fearsome critters or whatever they're called, all the hmm. old lumberjack stories of the different. Oh monsters yeah, that there would are. be a cool so block of stories to go through. There are dozens of random monsters that early lumberjacks came up with and stuff that are pretty fun to think about. Um, so there are different like monsters that people imagined in the deep woods before even up here yeah right um and i think there's something that just happens in one's mind when you're in the woods definitely taps into a maybe a sort of deep spot that's like ooh. yeah if you ever like watched that movie the witch (laughs) there's something about being in the wilderness by yourself that gets uh do you mean the the vv itch the the vitch the double the 55 itch (laughs) that's not 55 (laughs) no what were we talking about again? Oh, so the idea of um, <laughs> so a monster that uh, that a culture in a tropical rainforest would come up with it makes sense that it'd be that much more interesting and unique because what would be scary when kind of everything there could kill you? Yeah, true. <laughs> like, what's even <laughs> scarier than a jaguar or every poisonous snake? <laughs> yeah, poisonous something that insects. twists off the top of your skull to suck out your brain. <laughs> yeah. I also like that it's their gray matter. <laughs> Specifically the, the gray matter. Yeah. Leave they that leave the cerebellum behind. Yeah. <laughs> the connective tissue, no thanks. I don't want no brain stem. That shit's annoying. Tastes weird. Tastes like garlic vine to me. <laughs> so, but yeah. So I looked around for first person accounts and struggled to do so. Mm. That said, the handful of them that I could find basically boiled down to folks Happening upon a Mopangori in the woods, either smelling it and panicking or seeing it and running away, just like the story above. Are you sure they um, weren't panicking and then smelling it? Because that could be a whole different thing. <laughs> it smelled like I pooped my pants. <laughs> in another case, um, a man goes hunting, is overcome by the smell, and faints. He comes to later unharmed and returns to his village where his father corroborates his story when he returns with him. Um, and observes that a huge pathway had been cut through the uh, forest. Hmm. You know, I first heard about this thing um, probably 15 or more years ago, but it seems like since then uh, a lot has surfaced, or at least more attention has been paid. And now, basically, we have Animal Planet handling it like Bigfoot, sort of South America edition. Okay. And even the New York Times article from 2007, or 8, I believe, uh, 2007, no, excuse me, addresses this as you know at least refers to it as a possible phenomena cool there's also this creepy clip which i would enjoy showing you yeah if you're interested love creepy clips they're the best kind of clip creepy clips it's just a weird haircut one sec i like this headline watch big foot caught on the camera big two foot. separate words terrified <laughs> both capitalized after big single quotes monster and Damn bushes it. them so Ooh. we've got very low resolution footage from a sort of uh, jungle environment. I'll let you watch. I wouldn't have it any other way. Low res, blurry, yeah, for real though. Shaky image. That's the way it's meant to be. We'll of course post this on the uh, in the show links yes, and on indeed. the Facebook page. So we got three little guys in the water. There's sort of like a river, mm-hmm. and they're all kind of like getting ready for a race. They uh, start swimming. Okay, Phelpsing it up. Phelpsing it up. Yeah, Phelpsing as we call swimming now. <laughs> They turn back. They're swimming Maybe the other the direction. Yep. They kind of get to the end of it. Okay, one. He's pretty Yay, stoked. One guy wins. So watch near over here. Okay. Some of the guys, the referee, he's just standing on land watching them. He's by the finish line. It makes sense. Ooh, there was movement in the in the tree. Ooh, oh. 
Something's moving over there. Yeah, something, something definitely is there. They've uh, noticed it. Okay. They're kind of all watching now. Yeah. It's right it's behind the guy out. who was watching the uh, finish line. They're all interested in it now. They kind of seem all timid about it. Yeah. It's right fucking oh! there. And they are booking it. <laughs> it's right fucking there, and then it just suddenly zooms past them, and then they run away. Everyone seems freaked out by it. So, I don't really know what that is, but it was... It was some. It was an animal. An it animal was there, it was moving, and it's interesting that they were so... So, they seem like they have lived in the area for a while, I right, would assume. exactly. So, they've probably seen a lot of what the... Uh, the forest has to offer. Right. So you would think not much would surprise them at this point. Because, I mean, there are so many species that are pretty scary and stuff. Right. But whatever it was, was, I mean, he was, it was like a yard behind this guy. And he was like, they're, and they're pretty curious, a little bit of trepidation, but like, what is that thing? And then it just zooms, it just like, just crosses the path really fast and then they run away. Right. So, exactly. Interesting. So there's speculation about it, but I thought it was a fun video that wait, I. Wait, scroll down a little bit. Go on. There is no evidence from the footage to support why it would be an alien. I like that one <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah, many people are speculating <laughs> on what it could have been. Um, yeah, this goes along with the link, which I guess we could post with this episode to this this page. Some viewers have pointed out that the being does not look large enough to qualify as a quote-unquote jungle version of the Yeti or Bigfoot. It's smaller. It seems like it's... I mean, I didn't. I wasn't up close enough, so I can't see. I, the, the lighter parts of it that contrasted better than I could see right. seemed shorter than the guy. Yes, certainly so. And <laughs> they say here, there is also the legend of a four-foot-tall monkey man <laughs> which has attacked and scratched people. <laughs> They're like, don't get scratched! It doesn't feel very good. Yeah, it'll hurt a bit. The like four foot tall monkey man, like that's just a monkey, right? Yeah. <laughs> like you think about like take a, the man out of the like equation, a spider monkey or how like they're they all are big enough to fit that description. Exactly, it's so true. <laughs> um, but either way, kind of a fun video that popped up when I was looking yeah, around for cool. for stuff. Oh, I do love me a good uh, video of something weird. Something weird happening. So you know, can't really tell what's happening, nor whether it's real or fake. You know, this could just be an elaborate like, let's make it. A spooky video for people. Yeah. And stage it as though it were a race. But it does seem like they weren't really expecting anything. And then they saw this thing and it eventually seems, something yeah, happened. The um the premise for why they're shooting a video in the first place seems fair enough compared to other, like, yeah. anything that's clearly hoax. Whoa. It's more like, oh, like we just happen to be shooting right. video in this the basketball forest for yeah. no reason. Right. Whereas here it's like, okay, they're swimming in the stream. They finish the race. They're just talking. And then... Something happens behind the guy, and then they pan over to look at what it was that happened. So Right, exactly. If it were a hoax, it's a very well-done hoax. So, so let me see here. I'm just Why is currently pouring, pouring delicious, uh, delicious, and so we're talking about paranormal you know things. What? Let's talk about this paranormal thing. This is a mocha Here comes our stout. first plug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know the brand. You know, Stony Joe. Stony Joe. Sponsor us first of all. Stony Creek. Stony me. Creek. Sorry. Stony oh, so Creek. Stony Joe. Stony Creek. Okay. Fucked our own. I guess that <laughs> first plug up. Stony Creek. Uh, forget that first thing you heard. Yeah. Sorry, Stony Creek. So Stony Creek is a brewery, and, and they have uh, a brew called Stony, Stony Joe, Joe, which is a magical. Uh, one Elixir. might say supernatural. Yeah. It's a it's a mocha stout. I wouldn't have believed if I if I hadn't. seen It says golden mocha stout, and I thought, okay, golden was probably just like yeah, it's just a, a random descriptor, a, bro. <laughs> it's an actual. It it's like it's golden. It's very golden. It doesn't look like if you see it, you think it's a golden ale. It is actually a 
a stout. It tastes like a mocha stout. It's delicious. It's ridiculous. And as they describe it, aggressively laid back. You're sitting there in a hammock and you're like, oh, I'm so comfortable with this fucking hammock. <laughs> last weekend, was it? Yeah, last weekend was the uh, International Cryptozoology Conference. Oh, fill me in. I They were sold out. I didn't go. Oh. I kept dithering on whether or not to get tickets because I wasn't sure if you'd be able to go. You dithered. And they, there were 60, because of me. There were 60 bucks a pop. That's <laughs> me. Yeah, it was 60 bucks a pop, and Damn, I wasn't positive. So, but I kept thinking, well, it's not going to sell out. This is just too obscure a thing. Right. In Portland, Maine. The Turns out. So I, I looked at it the week of. I was like, oh, my God, it's sold out. Are you kidding me? So unfortunately, Damn. I did not get to go to the International Cryptozoology Conference. But have to make good on it. I'm glad, though, because I didn't want to have my first time visiting the International Cryptozoology Museum be without you. And I have not yet been either. And I so, was in close proximity to it one weekend, and I was like, no, You not were yet. at Bissell Brothers. I was, indeed. I saw the... And I uh, did not go in to the museum. <laughs> I did not. I went to Bissell Brothers instead. It's our second plug, <laughs> which is a brewery. We like beer, guys. We drink beer, it turns out, yeah. Um, it's this sort of... Uh, Brewed beverage. Um, there's uh, there's barley and and hops typically, involved. Typically, right, exactly. And yeah, you should try it sometime if you haven't, unless you're <laughs> under the age of 21, in which case, ask a friend. So what we're returning talking about? to we're talking about monsters. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so headphones are falling off. We're just in the shambles here. So what do you think the mop and guari could be, in your opinion? <sighs> As far as like the so, I could mm. give you the two hypotheses that are active right now. Uh, I want to try. I, I want to see if I can come up with one first. Yeah, okay, South fine, America, fine. fucking animals in South America. Um, got a big old jungle. Big old, big old, big old jungle. Got a big old something with big claws. Like so, I mean, sloths, uh, ground sloths were in Asia though. So and they are extinct also. Well, pre historically, they were also in the Americas. Okay, I didn't realize. mm Hmm. So that's something. So maybe it's like some kind of living fossil, like your old mm-hmm. coelacanth, mm-hmm. your old pal coelacanth, but on land. Coelacanth. Um, More like coelacan. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I can't think of like the weirdest animal I can think of. Yeah, I don't know. Lay it on me. So exactly true. The giant sloth is one of the theories. Okay. Living fossil, Lazarus species. Another theory is. So Jesus brought it back. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus brought back this creature to freak exactly. us out. He can churn water into wine, and he can maintain this or sustain the giant ground sloth <laughs> in South America. <laughs> that was in one of the lesser known lesser known things in uh, the Gospel of John. <laughs> and uh, he was pretty weird. We didn't yeah. realize quite how weird. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the the other trade off too is even though the uh, giant ground sloth can sustain itself, it now has to live off of gray matter, <laughs> specifically of humans. So when the ground sloth was resurrected, it was actually as a zombie. Exactly. Yes, exactly. There is also... So there's a Mapinguari with an I at the end. And then another cryptid called a Mapinguari with a Y at the end, which refers to a very similar creature, but more your typical, if you will, Sasquatchian, okay. you know, grab all of traits, which, fine. So there's the South... American Sasquatch, there is the living fossil, and then there's sort of the boogeyman aspect. Okay. Sort of uh, cultural memory, let's put it that way, perhaps. And so, if I can continue the story here... I'd rather you didn't. Damn. Let's wrap it here. All right. Well, everyone, that was another episode. I I do want to cut in, though. Um, You're talking about the different spellings and 
your mention of vowels reminded me that didn't you say that it had one eye? Oh yeah. Well, that's hilarious. Yeah, when I said it had one eye earlier, I meant in the name. Okay. No, I actually did mean <laughs> okay, it had one eyeball. Like a okay, that's, that's what I thought. Yeah. So yeah. that was what it reminded me of. So I yeah, didn't. Yeah. Um, that's one thing that hasn't really come up so much in the descriptions and stuff since no, the indeed, first thing. So indeed. that's also interesting but um, that, that could i mean that actually there is i have the new york times article up which Ooh. i didn't read through but there is this oh so it's still a little statue. tummy mouth oh i forgot about the tummy mouth eyeball that's two things that i forgot from the beginning the one eye and the tummy mouth the tummy mouth so it looks kind of like a uh, goofus it kind of does that's what i mean that there's a sculpture that we're looking at we'll show you we'll yeah. put the link in the thing <laughs> um very very comical though if that were a live creature and i saw it i would probably not be laughing as much no it'd be un- unsettling it'd be unsettling well an ornithologist dr david Oren, ooh ornithology sorry backwards feet keep going fell in love with the search for this creature back in the 90s and i like his angle he believes something could be out there or could have once been out there and it's his soulmate yeah <laughs> i will find mapinguari Continuing with another portion of the article, Oren hypothesized, this is the 1999 article, hypothesized that Mapinguaris were indeed real or very recently extinct, and that they were none other than the last extant giant ground sloths, Pleistocene survivors lying low in the tropics. These enormous creatures, relatives of today's two- and three-toed arboreal sloths, but with higher metabolisms and thus greater speed... <laughs> Emerged about thirty. A whole hell of a lot. Such a goofy, like, chief descriptor. Emerged about thirty million years ago, and roamed the Americas, the Caribbean, and Antarctica. Hmm. They were red-haired vegetarians with large claws that curled under and faced backward when they walked on all fours. Huh. They could stand on their hind feet like people, <laughs> just like people. And some <laughs> Look species. Look at him. He thinks he's people. He thinks he's people. <laughs> and some species had dermal ossicles bony plates that disappeared oh god wait excuse me bony plates that made their skin tough <laughs> i almost read bony plates that disappeared yesterday <laughs> did you skip a line i skipped a line i'm trying to read like kitty corner from this article <laughs> bony plates that made their skin tough so in paleontological time frames the giant ground sloths had just disappeared yesterday that's the line okay. Overhunting or climate change or some combination thereof had wiped them out sometime between 5,000 and 10,000 years ago it seemed eminently possible to Orin that the greatest expanse of rainforest in the world and one that is rich in ground sloth fossils could still harbor such beasts now while I don't necessarily think that there are ground sloths living in South America I do like the idea that this could be some sort of memory sort of Sociocultural memory. Yeah, if you think of like, I mean, people live down. at the same time as mammoths and stuff, and like the um way, way up north, and like these really cool megafauna and things that would be totally wild to imagine now. Um, there's no strong reason to believe that we um people like humans could have been around when the last ground sloth was around, and so stories of seeing one in the wild could still be passed down. Right. Exactly. And, you know, elaborated on over time. Definitely, yeah. The natural sort of big fish tail. Yeah. That's before you, you know it, the... it's got a stomach mouth. <laughs> exactly. And one eye. <laughs> yeah, when you first said ornithologist, I was thinking, oh, you're talking about the backwards feet. I was thinking about the way birds walk and the idea of how uh, their heel is so high up, it looks like the knee, where, where the knee would be on us, and therefore looks like it's backwards, when in fact that's just the foot. 
Um, they ain't nothing but the foot. So the backwards feet thing, I thought it was going to be some kind of bird. So I thought, oh, right. it's a ground bird, which granted doesn't describe any of the stuff. That we, I don't know why I got so excited. It's a ground bird. Like, oh, of course, it's a bird. They're like, you cracked the case. <laughs> it's a bird. It's just a bird. But no, sloth. Yeah, so old stories of sloths long extinct. That makes it, that'd be pretty cool. As far as legends, they're not. It's not just your standard boogeyman. It's a boogeyman based on an actual, previously existing animal, and that's kind of right. cool. Right. And I like too that it does seem to lend itself to the boogeymanification, if you will. Absolutely. So you know, I can totally see being out there in the jungle at night, maybe even smelling peccaries, especially if the thing is supposed to smell like peccaries, and it just so happens to tend to peccaries that's sort of a natural triple cue right there yeah you're already in the jungle where it may or may not be you smell peccaries which could be one of the smells of this beast then you see peccaries which it tends to now you've absolutely boxed yourself into absolutely yeah, like a waking nightmare where you're like <gasps> it's oh anywhere. no i smell peccaries and there are peccaries and it's probably here right but now the oh, next you... thing you hear or see you're like that's it that's definitely it yeah so and, you know, most of the accounts are people who sense, you know, they just have a sort of, that sort of, you know, second-hand account where you're not actually bumping into the thing, but you think it's around. Yeah. And they just run, or they pass out, or something happens. So it's it's very much this sort of, uh, yeah, it, the, the boogeyman. The sightings are not so much sightings as encounters, and the right. encounters are just, like, freaking out and running away. Right, exactly. Because the story is just so monstrous. Yeah. I mean, so, I like my gray matter right where it is. Yeah, exactly. I don't want my head twisted off and drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there you have it. The Mopinguari. I like it. The goofus of South America. <laughs> the goofus of South America. <laughs> I um, I feel like I've heard the name before. I don't know if you've mentioned it in passing, and that's why, or if I actually had heard it on Animal Planet. Mm. I don't know. I You know what I miss is the show Animals X. Yes, that was a good one. That was. That's where I first. I, I think that's where I first heard of the chupacabra. Oh yeah, and uh, possibly true for me as well. Actually, it turned on to all sorts of cool, creepy animals. I'm detecting a downside to this podcast now, Wyatt, which is that, that? the more we describe these different things, I really want to like. I now want to go to the Amazon and just, oh my like, gosh, <laughs> find stuff. Well, if we get enough sponsors, <laughs> <laughs> starting so, uh, with Stony Creek, Stony Creek. Send us to the Amazon. They've got really good beer. We will look for an animal we know isn't there. they got cool-ass herons on their label. Mm-hmm. We'll look for an animal that isn't there. <laughs> but we'll be wearing your merch and garb and everything the whole way. Everyone in the rainforest. They'll be drinking we'll Stony Creek. So there you go. We're bad at this. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> so I guess until next time. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I think we've covered some pretty good uh, monster kind of stuff, animal kind of stuff, mm-hmm. biology kind of stuff, mm-hmm. our bread and butter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is time next and to garlic delve... Scapes. And garlic scapes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is time next that we delve more into the uh, supernatural, Ooh, yeah. I should Let's say. Let's take a ride to the wild side. Ride the snake. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's a reference to an old SNL sketch that I just recently saw. Oh. And I have not yet seen, yeah, so I just automatically make snake noises, That's, which I think is the correct <laughs> response. Anyway, so next next time around, we will uh, we will jump into that. There you go, creepiness. Sounds good. Um, 
Thanks for listening. If you've made it this far, I yeah, can't really. imagine why you would. Yeah, really. You're the crazy one who stayed behind to hang out with us weirdos. So I'm Wyatt. I'm Jake. And uh, this has been Super Duperstitious. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.